السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمد ونسلي على رسوله الكريم الحمد لله respected elders and dear brothers just as there is only one way to come into this dunya that is through the medium of our mothers there is no other way for anybody to come in this dunya whether a man is a president, is a prime minister is the most powerful man on earth, the most wealthiest person or is a beggar on the street corner He's got nothing, he's a poor man, unrecognized. Everybody comes into the dunya one way that is through the medium of our mothers. And everybody will leave this dunya also through one way. There's no other way. And that is through the road of mort. Everybody will leave the dunya by that same way, no matter who we are. So just as there's one way to come into the dunya, and there's only one way to leave this dunya in this life. There's also only one way of success. There's no other second way, third way, any other way besides the way of deen. There's only one way by which we'll get peace of mind, contentment of heart, tranquility, honor, respect and dignity in dunya and akhirat. That is through the road and the path of the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loving our lives in obedience to the commands and the orders of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and following in the tariqah of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam any other way of life we are going to adopt or follow or choose for ourselves is going to lead us most definitely to failure and disappointment and depression and worry and stress and anxiety you see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he desires success for us. We also want to be successful. Nobody wants to be a failure in life. So in our goal between us and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, 
we have the same objective Allah wants us to be successful and we also want success but the different com difference comes where Allah wants us to be successful by following his desires and his wishes and we want to become successful by following our own desires and wishes this is where we stand up in confrontation with Allah in opposition to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala now the kudrat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is so great who from the creation and what creation can stand up against the might and the power and the kudrat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala imagine such a great malaika like Jibreel alayhi Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam asked Jibreel alayhi salam once on one occasion that something like this that oh Jibreel have you ever seen the countenance and the being of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when Jibreel alayhi salam heard this he began to shiver out of fear then he told Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam that between me and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala there are 70 veils of nur and light and if I come close to near to any one of these veils of light I will be set ablaze and burned to ashes this is the kudrat and the power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala now which makhluk which creation puny insignificant creations like ourselves how are we going to stand up against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala confront Allah love our lives contrary to what Allah wants us to love that's why our lives are full of problems and difficulties and frustration and depression and all the time our lives are problematic because we are not living the way of life that Allah wants us to love so respected elders and dear brothers days are changing into night and nights are changing into day in other words time is slipping by a person can be the king of the world most powerful wealthy person he can't buy back one day one hour one minute or one second of life that has passed by already that is why when every day dawns the day makes an announcement which can be heard by heard by all the creation accepting men and jinn the day makes an announcement and says that oh people this day will come to you only once in your lifetime and after this day goes by I will never return back to you again so do whatever good you can do today and stay away from every sin and evil and wrongdoing every day the announcement is made but respected elders and dear brothers because we have not made effort on this iman of ours this kalima we have we have taken it for granted and it has just become merely lip service to us on one occasion I met a non-muslim person and we spoke to him about Islam so he said our religion is the same he said no it's not the same how can it be a same, the same there's a big difference between our religions he said no it's exactly the same he said now how can you say a thing like that it's the same it's not the same it's different he said, look, you people go to the mosque once a week on a Friday and we go once a week on a Sunday. It's the same religion, a once a week religion. So respected elders and dear brothers, time is going by, our lives are going. And we can't afford to waste any moment of our lives. Hassan Basri, rahmatullahi, he said, oh people, your lives are made out of time. And every 
day that goes by, every hour, every minute, a part of you goes away and dies. So respected elders and dear brothers, all that which we think is near and dear to us, our wealth, our homes, our cars, our wives, our children, our parents, our family members, our friends, every day, every moment we are leaving these things further and further behind us. We are moving away from all these things. And all that which we think is far away, that is our mort, the life in the cover, the answering we have to give to the angels Munkir and Nakir, the day of Qiyamat, the Hisab Kitab there, the reckoning there, the crossing of Pul Sirat, the bridge across Jahannam, which is thinner than a hair and sharper than a blade. Jahannam and Jannah, all these realities are coming closer and closer and nearer and nearer towards us. So the world is in motion and the Akhirat is also moving. Both these worlds are in motion and movement. The world is moving towards an end and the Akhirat is moving towards a beginning. And we are all headed in that direction, brothers. Nobody can turn their backs on the life of the Akhirat. We are all going in one direction. Those that came before us, they are all gone. And those of us that are here, we are going. And those that will come after us will also go. We came in this dunya not to live. We came in this dunya to die. Today all of our efforts are for the life before death. And the life after death, how many are making effort for that life? The comfort and the luxury and the pleasure of this life, we make so much effort. But the comfort and the needs and necessities of the life after death, for that we also have to make preparation. So respected elders and dear brothers, this life is very short. According to statistics, this world is populated by 8 billion human beings. Now there are, there are statistics, there is a count, more or less, of humanity that's occupying the earth at present. Now from Adam salam till now, how many have passed away and are in their graves? No statistics, no count. But where are the masses? Where is the greater population? Above the earth or below the earth? The greater population of mankind are below the earth. Above the earth is just a small fraction. That's us. Now every person will drink from the cup of death once in their lifetime. If you die once, there's no death ever again. It's over. Death will not come to a person a second time. Every person is going to die once. Now all those that have died already, they're not going to die again. They are living. They're living another life in the grave. And those of us that are above the earth, we are in a deception, brothers. We think we are living. We are not living. We are all in the process of dying. The minute we are born onto this earth, when we come in this world, we have started dying already. And we are all in the process of dying. But we have become deceived. We think we are living. And we have forgotten the life after death. Yahya bin Mu'az rahmatullahi said, three people are wise people. The first person is the one who forsakes and abandons this dunya before it forsakes and abandons him. The second person is that person who prepares his grave 
before the time comes for him to enter into it. And the third wise person is that person who earns and wins the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala before that day comes when he has to meet his creator Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So respected elders and dear brothers, we have to make effort on this kalima of ours so that our hearts turn towards Allah. The recognition of Allah has to come into our hearts. The greatness of Allah has to dominate and dictate and mold our lives. Today our lives are molded around the dunya. We are dictated terms to not by Sharia and Sunnah, by all the conditions and affairs going on around us. So if we make an effort on this kalima of ours, on this iman of ours, then respected elders and dear brothers, our focus will come right in life. Otherwise, at the end of our lives, when the reality dawns on us in that life, a person is going to regret so much because they live their lives in disobedience to Allah, a person will cry tears in such abundance that ships will be able to sail on those tears. And after all the tears are finished, a person will cry tears of blood and pus. But it will be of no avail there. It won't help him in the least. But in this dunya, a person out of regret over his past and the wrong life he led, out of the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he sheds one tear. He makes tawbah, he makes istighfar. He sheds one tear in this life. That one tear is enough to quench oceans of the fire of Jahannam. So there is the value of the life before death. After we leave this dunya, respected elders and dear brothers, there's going to be no coming back for anybody. Till today, nobody has ever come back from the life of the akhirat to come live again in the dunya. Nobody made a journey backwards. And none of us are going to do the same. We are all going forward. We are all going to them. They're not going to come to us. We are all going to them. So we have to make an effort to recognize the power and the kudrat of Allah. You see, one is the kalima of the tongue. That kalima of the tongue, behind which there's no effort, there's no sacrifice behind that kalima. That kalima is just on our tongues. We know how to recite it. We know how to say it. We know how to pronounce it. We even know the meaning of the kalima. But it's on the tongue not in our hearts. That kalima at the time of our death is going to vanish and disappear. It's not going to allow us to die with iman. The other is the written kalima. Nowadays it's written in gold and silver. It's framed. And it's many a time there for the decor. It's an abstract art item there and it matches the color of our lounge and our office and the decor around us. It's there on the wall. We put it there for decoration and it's there for barakat. At the time of our death when we're going to die, that kalima is going to remain on the wall. It's not going to come in our hearts and make us die with iman. It's going to stay there on the wall. But that kalima behind which we make effort and sacrifice, that kalima of the heart is going to make us die with iman. Save us in the qabr from the adab. Make us cross pulsi rat with the speed of lightning save us from jahannam and take us into jannat that kalima of the heart brothers and for this kalima we have to make effort and sacrifice otherwise we're not going to realize the value of deen because of weakness of iman today 
it has become difficult for us. Deen has become a burden for us to practice and follow. It's become difficult for us. Although we want to, we can't. Because of weakness of Iman. And because of weakness of Iman, brothers, while we are sinning, we are breaking the command and the orders of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and yet we are merry-making and enjoying ourselves. While we are breaking the commands of Allah. This is because of weakness of Iman. So Sahaba Radhanu, what did they say? First we learned Iman, then we learned Quran. Today we know there's a need to perform salah. We have to learn how to perform salah. To keep fast, we learn all the rules and regulations. What breaks the fast, etc. From what time to what time to fast. All the rulings regarding fasting, we learn. How to give zakat, what percentage to what people, it will be accepted and so forth. We learn it. When you want to go for hajj, many are gone there. We go for classes, we learn how to perform hajj. But today we think the dawat of iman is for non-Muslims. And to learn iman is for new Muslims, it's not for us. So Sahaba said, first we learned iman and then we learned Quran. And this Iman requires what, brothers? That everything besides Allah has to be taken out of this heart. Today our hearts are polluted and tainted with the love of dunya, the reliance and dependence of material things around us, the fear of poverty. Hassan Basri, rahmatullahi, he said there's 70 places in the Quran where Allah takes the promise to provide a risk. And there's one place in the Quran where shaitan promises a person and makes a person to fear poverty and hunger. Now the 70 promises of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to provide for us, we don't have that conviction and belief on it as we're supposed to have. But one promise and one thing shaitan makes us fear, the biggest liar ever, we have yakin in his words. We're all afraid of decrease in our dunya. We, all, we are all afraid of poverty. But Allah has taken the promise of risk, brothers. 50,000 years before the creation, Allah commanded the pen to write. The pen wrote on the low mahfuz, the protected tablet, the fate and destiny and takdeer of every creation. 50,000 years before the creation. We can imagine how long ago Allah decided already. But the promises of Allah that yakin and belief and trust in the kudrat and the power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not in our hearts today, brothers. And if we don't make an effort on this kalima, we're not going to realize the value of deen. The love of the orders of Allah to obey Allah and the love for the way of life of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam is not going to come in our hearts. Sahaba radhiallahu what they said? They used to follow the sunnah of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam because it was sunnah. They followed it. They adopted it. They loved it. And today we leave the sunnah, we say it's only sunnah. You see one youngster, he was living with his parents. So all his expenses are seen to by his parents. He's got no rent to pay, nothing. He drove with the car into the driveway of the home. When he climbed off, his contact lens fell out of his eye. So he looked for it, but he couldn't find it. So he went inside the house. He said, Dad, you know what? I lost my contact lens. His father told him, put your spectacles on and go and look for it again. He went, he looked a little bit. He couldn't find it. He came back. He said, Dad, it's lost. I can't find it. His father said, all right, let's go together. We go and look for it. 
in a few minutes, not even a minute went by, the father found it. So the son said, Dad, how come you saw it and I couldn't find it? So the father told him, you see, my, we're looking for two different things. We're not looking for the same thing. So his son said, Dad, what do you mean? He said, Dad, you, he, he, the father told the son, he said, my son, you see, you, you are looking for a piece of plastic and I'm looking for 500 rand. That's the difference. You see, the father had to work, he had to earn, he had to sweat. Then he earned that money. If it was lost, he's going to pay another 500 rand. But to the son, what does it mean? Nothing. Now imagine, we want the help of Allah that came at the battle of Badr. We know the help of Allah that came at Badr. 1,000 malaika, another 1,000, then many more. 5,000 malaika came at the occasion of Badr to help Sahabar Jan, who were only 313. Yet they overcame the enemy who were fully equipped and armed, 1,000 strong. So we want the help of Allah to this ummah, that help that came at the battle of Badr. But we all, majority of us, we lose the battle of Fajr. The battle of Fajr we're losing, but we want the help of the battle of Badr. How's it going to happen, brothers? It's wishful thinking. It's a dream we're living. So respected elders and dear brothers, we must all make niyat. Make the niyat, inshallah, as from today, we're going to perform our salah five times a day. We all make niyat from our hearts. Allah is merciful, Allah is kind. Perhaps along the way we might falter, we might miss a salah. We ask Allah for forgiveness, but we make the niyat sincerely in our hearts. That Ya Allah, from today, all your commandments, we're going to try to, uh, to the best of our ability, to obey your commandments, to follow the ways of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and live a life of deen. This is what the kalima demands from us, brothers. And really, if we practically live the deen we are supposed to be loving, all the non-Muslims around us will be attracted to Islam. i just tell you an incident. We were in Indonesia. We spent four months there in that country, that whole island of Borneo, Indonesia, East Malaysia, Sabah, Sarawak, and Brunei. So when we were in Indonesia, we asked the ulama from Indonesia, how did Islam come here to Indonesia? Indonesia has got the largest Muslim population in the world, right? 220 million people there. So they told us, they say five Arab traders came to Indonesia. Arabs loved horses. So they saw these Indonesian people got very good quality horses. So they said, let's buy these horses and take them back with us. We can breed these horses. Let's find out from them what price they want for the horses. So they went to these Indonesian people. They were not Muslim. They asked them, what price you want for your horses? You want to buy these horses, take them back with us and breed them in our country. So these Indonesian people showed them a very low price, very a small, paltry amount. So they said, look, hold on, we're just going to consult with one another, we make a mashwara, and we'll come back to you and let you know. Then the five of them said, then they said, look, we have Iman, we got Islam. If we take advantage of these people's poverty, maybe Allah become unhappy with us, and we destroy our akhirat. And these people got no Iman, they got no Islam, they got no future in the akhirat also. So why don't we pay them the real worth of their horses? So then they fixed a price amongst themselves. They went back to these people. They told them, look, the price you're asking for, we're not going to give you. They made it even less. They said, no, no, we don't want it for less. We want to pay you this amount. They told them a high amount. These people were shocked. They said, what kind of people are you? First time we met traders and businessmen like you people. 
How come you people deal with us like this? Everybody else that come here, they do business with us, deal with us, trade with us, they're not like you people. Then they gave them dawah of Iman and Islam. Those ulama ikram told us, brothers, five Arab traders. In eight days, the whole country was Muslim. Five people with the reality of karima and deen in their lives had such an effect on that country. In eight days, 220 million became Muslim. And the country we're living in, how many percent Muslim? Maybe two or four percent. So there's something wrong with the people. There's something wrong with the Muslims. I mean the non-Muslims. There's nothing wrong with them, brothers. There's something wrong with us. We are not that sample and example we should be to the non-Muslim communities and peoples and nations we are living amongst. That is why Islam, Deen, is not only five times Salah. There's Imaniyat, our faith and our belief, our Aqaid. There is Ibadat, all our worship. Then there's Mamulat, our business dealings. Then there's Mu'asharat, our social interaction with people. And there's Akhlaq, our character. Say Hassan Basri Rahmatullah, he had a Christian neighbor. This neighbor of his, his toilet was above the home of Hassan Basri Rahmatullah. So it used to leak into his house. He never fought with the neighbor. He never argued with him. He took a container, he put it there when it used to get full. He used to take it out and throw it away. One day Hassan Basri Rahmatullah fell ill. So this Christian neighbor came to visit him. While they were talking, he noticed what was happening, the Christian person. So he told Hassan Basri Rahmatullah, for, for how long are you tolerating the dirt and filth from my toilet falling down into your home? Hassan Basri Rahmatullah replied, is only for the last 20 years. That Christian person on the spot accepted Iman and Islam, became Muslim. This is the akhlaq, the character, the business dealings, the social interaction we should be having with people. But respected elders and dear brothers, for complete deen to come in our lives, it needs an effort from all of us. Otherwise, it's just going to be lip service to the deen of Allah. So all of us make niyat. Inshallah, from now on, we're going to love our lives the way Allah wants and the way Allah desires. In the akhirat, Allah will fulfill all our desires there in Jannat. But if here we fulfill our desires and our wishes and we break the commands of Allah in the life of the akhirat, Allah is going to break all our desires and wishes there. So Allah save us from that and Allah accept us all brothers to be united and to be single-minded concerning our deen. And we all have this worry and concern for all the people of the world that how everybody can accept Iman and Islam, be saved from Jahannam and all go into Jannat inshallah.
أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول Alhamdulillah Alhamdulillah جميل الثناء جزير العطاء مجيب الدعاء عميم الإحسان سريع الحساب شديد العقاب أليم العذاب عزيز السلطان ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له في الخلق والأمر ونشهد أن سيدنا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا وسندنا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله ولتنذر نفس ما قدمت لغد واتقوا الله إن الله خبير بما تعملون وقال النبي صلى الله تعالى عليه وسلم الكيس من دان نفسه وعمل لما بعد الموت والعاجز من اتبع نفسه هواها وتمنى على الله الأماني أو كما قال النبي صلى الله تعالى عليه وسلم بارك الله بارك الله لنا ولكم في القرآن العظيم ونفعنا وإياكم بما فيه من الآيات والذكر الحكيم أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضله فلا هادي له 
ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا ومولانا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه وبارك وسلم قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أرحم أمتي بأمتي أبو بكر رضي الله تعالى عنه وأشدهم في أمر الله عمر رضي الله تعالى عنه وأزدقهم حياء عثمان رضي الله تعالى عنه وأقضاهم علي رضي الله تعالى عنه وعن كل صحابة وأهل البيت أجمعين الله الله في أصحابي لا تتخذوهم من بعد غرضا فمن أحبهم فبحبي أحبهم ومن أبغضهم فببغضي أبغضهم وخير أمتي قرني ثم الذين يلونهم ثم الذين يلونهم ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار اللهم اجعلنا هداة مهديين غير ضالين ولا مضلين عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعذكم لعلكم تذكرون وقال الله تبارك وتعالى أيضا فاذكروني أذكركم واشكروا لي ولا تكفرون And closing all the gaps in between us. Jazakallah. Please come forward, inshallah. If there's any gaps in front of us, please close those gaps. Jazakallah. Jazakallah. <laughs> قد قامت الصلاة قد قامت الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين سبح اسم ربك الأعلى الذي خلق فسوى والذي قدر فهدى والذي أخرج المرعى فجعله غثاء أحوى سنقرئك فلا تنسى إلا ما شاء الله 
إنه يعلم الجهر وما يخفى ونيسرك للنسرى فذكر إن فعت الذكرى سيذكر من يخشى ويتجنبها الأشقى الذي يصل النار الكبرى ثم لا يموت فيها ولا يحيا قد أفلح من تزكى وذكر اسم ربه فصلى بل تؤثرون الحياة الدنيا والآخرة خير وأبقى إن هذا لفي الصحف الأولى صحف إبراهيم وموسى الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين هل أتاك حديث الغاشية وجوه يومئذ خاشعة عاملة ناصبة تصلى نارا حامية تسقى من عين آنية ليس لهم طعام إلا من ضديع لا يسمن ولا يغني من جوع وجوه يومئذ ناعمة لسعيها راضية في جنة عالية لا تسمع فيها لاغية فيها عين جارية فيها سرر مرفوعة وأكواب موضوعة ونمارق مصفوفة وزرابي مبثوثة أفلا ينظرون إلى الإبل كيف خلقت وإلى السماء كيف رفعت وإلى الجبال كيف نصبت وإلى الأرض كيف سطحت فذكر إنما أنت مذكر لست عليهم بمسيطر إلا من تولى وكفر فيعذبه الله العذاب الأكبر إن إلينا إيابهم ثم إن علينا حسابهم الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله استغفر الله استغفر الله استغفر الله اللهم انت السلام ومنك السلام تباركت يا ذا الجلال والإكرام 
اللهم أعنا على ذكرك وشكرك وحسن عبادتك ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار اللهم اغفر لنا وللمؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات اللهم ألف بين قلوبهم وأصلح ذات بينهم وانصرهم على عدوك وعدوهم ربنا لا تجعلنا فتنة للقوم الظالمين ونجنا برحمتك من القوم الكافرين اللهم أنت السلام ومنك السلام تباركت يا ذا الجلال والإكرام جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم ما هو أهله سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين أبن سلمان أنا بني وقاتم الرابو إذا أفضل أفضل إن شاء الله تنزل الدلو تنزل الله